Hello. Yes. Uh, Ivan says he's joined, but he, I cannot hear him. Nope. Ah, oh, rats. That's because he's busy jerking off. <laughs> no, he's busy trying to join the chat. Oh. I, I thought he was I, having sex with Jerome Bender. That's an image that no. won't get in Ivan's mind if he heard me. All right. Well, I can't. Ha- I can't hear Ivan. Hey, Ivan. That's what he needed a VCR for, by the way. Oh, for um, naughty tapes. Mm. Well, this was the late '90s, before the DVDs and before streaming internets. And yeah, the internet was very young back then. Uh, yeah, uh, Ivan- back back when AOL. Back when AOL discs were weren't coasters. Yeah, Ivan, if you can hear me, just back out and rejoin. Yeah, back out for Jerome, okay, baby. He's all right. He's back. He's out. <laughs> he's gone before I got you to say it. Damn it! He left on his own accord. Oh, he back. There he is. Hello. Hey. Yes. Hey. I made it. You made it. Welcome. Yeah. You were Welcome. just finishing up with Jerome C. Bender. I know you. What? <laughs> Why do you come at me like that? Why? <laughs> that wasn't nice, man. I just got here. You started to shit with me. Fucking guy. Fine. 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 You're, you're just fine. It's you're, you're, really, you're really just, you know, eating his french fries. I understand. Mm. <laughs> oh, that was primo joke on that dude. <laughs> that's the real reason why that's the real reason why Jerome wanted a VCR so basically when Jerome felt like he could whip out porn and jerk off in the middle of the studio probably <laughs> he was a he was a weird bird man he, he you know I mean you know my, my name is Jerome Jerome Harper why is it Jerome Harper because I, I play the harp you know harp <laughs> Yeah, his sense of humor was extremely dry. And we got any more dry. His sense of personality was extremely yeah, dry. Right. What are you talking about? At least you didn't uh, walk in on him having uh, relations with uh, a hanger-on for the studio. <laughs> I walked, Did he? Yeah, no, no, I walked in on Jonathan Reese and um, oh, yeah, Tony. 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 Yeah. yeah. God rest her soul, but um, oh yeah, God rest her soul. She, but you know, I mean, she she got around. Jonathan, Jonathan Reese. God, <laughs> I remember this. This is a true story. You know, okay, you know, Tony. You know, you knew this was going to happen. So, <clears throat> so the thing about it was was that uh, it was Robert Pankman and I, and we were in uh, BBX, and uh, you know, Tony just decided, well. Pankton needed to look at something. So Pankton's in Studio A. Uh, no, Pankton's in Studio B, the smaller of the studios. Mm-hmm. In, in, okay. She goes into Studio A, you know, where the board is and everything, you know, with that glass that kind of you can see from one another in the other studio. Yeah, he she decides to pull the old uh, top up and everything, gives him the whole top end. <laughs> okay. And, and Robert's just like, and Robert comes up to me later and goes, Ivan, is, is she okay? <laughs> I'm like, why? He goes, she just showed me her tits. 
<laughs> like, yeah, welcome to Tony. <laughs> and welcome, everyone, to episode 131 of Squares Roundtable Podcast. I'm Mike, and with me is Ivan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we got Jeff. Hello. <laughs> oh, I love that dude. Which one? And, that dude? Well, yeah, which well, one are you referring to? Well, no, I mean, you know, well, you know I did you, but, you know, oh, Jeff. Oh, Ivan, baby, you I, Jeff, I don't bitch. get to say it enough to Jeff, I, so I think a little more to Jeff. Huh. All right. So how, why, how you doing, Ivan? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, let me see. Besides doing marathon uh, <laughs> VDJing on a spinning wheel. Yeah, which... what was this? I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you, have you, you having technical difficulties or did you have uh, – did what you said? You said your phone ran out of data or something? Yeah. It, what happened was was that uh, the last time that I was on, okay, and then I wanted to get back on, and it just kept going into these dots. Like you know, okay, the dots are going someplace. I'm like frantically, well, not frantically. Well, you know, picture this. You know, I'm just like, oh no, no, no. You know, I I want to get back. I want to get back. No, wouldn't let me get on. Wouldn't let me get back on. So I checked my data on my phone and everything, and lo and behold, I blew through 50 gigs. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, all right. So aren't you using your aren't you using your your Wi-Fi? No, no. I mean, I, I mean, everything is on my phone. I don't have a. You don't have don't an internet have... plan for your apartment. You don't, you don't have an internet plan for the apartment. No, I mean my uh, my phone is a great hot box, and if I need to turn something else on, like my television or something, but you know, being in the house, I think it because it it's it's got it. No, or is that a separate thing? That's separate. Well, if you if you use Wi-Fi in the apartment, then you, then you don't have to use all your gigs. Uh, Did your cable okay. provider give you a router? Well, see, I, I don't have cable. I have I have antenna TV. Okay, so, so I, right, so no. he doesn't have yeah, he doesn't, so have, he doesn't have he doesn't have an internet access point. Okay. So just just access, you just internet through your your phone's data phone. plan. Right, there you got go. it. Okay, yeah, I used to do that a while back, and then I used to basically <laughs> blow through gigabytes after gigabytes <sighs> after gigabytes, and and I realized how much more costly it was than. Remember like yeah, 10 years for... ago, 10 years ago when I got my first Apple phone, it was a 3GS mm-hmm. and uh, I was, I had to, I had to carefully navigate two gigs of data per month. And that was, that was rough. Uh, oh, at one point my plan was like only two gigs a month in the, in the mid hundreds because <laughs> I had bought enough gigs that I figured there's no way I'll run through this much gigs. <laughs> And I, and I and I still some some months ended up paying for extra gigs. Um, um, yeah, but I, in I mean, fairness, the smartest thing that ever happened was well, it was funny because I moved when I moved when we moved from the house to to the condo because because the condo already had cable. It was worth it just to get the internet connection. It was like, yeah, oh no, dude, you, get, no. get 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 your, get yourself. Well, the problem is, is you have to get that connection, which is anyway. So living in a condo real quick before we get back to Ivan, real quick, living in a condo where you where you're at least where you're living close to other people. You ever 
uh, latch on to someone's unprotected Wi-Fi? I have not done that yet. No? That is not the direction I thought you were going to go. No? I thought you were going to be like, so what's it like living in the middle of COVID in, in a condo? Cause... No, because of data. Because like, if you're low on data and you've got you're looking for a, a Wi-Fi signal and you've you know, your neighbor two doors down is not very tech savvy, doesn't put a password on the router so you can log on and Yeah, but I've got Wi Fi, so what's the big deal? Okay. I mean okay. I got Wi Fi. I'll be honest with you, I don't really the only time I use my my gigs now is like if I'm someplace where I can't get on somebody's Wi Fi or if my Wi Fi's down or if it seems to be shitty that day. Then I'll switch to gigs, but yeah. I'll switch to LTE. Otherwise, but I, it's something. It's funny you say. I think it's funny. I think everybody at least is smart enough because Comcast. A lot of these companies are smart enough now, where it's like they even tell your grandma. It's like you have to have a password. Yeah, you should password protect your router. So you know, to, so so nobody. It's not like back in the day. It's not like back in the day where everybody where you yeah. You could drive down the street and go, "Hey, let's see if I can find free Wi-Fi here at the moment." Yeah. Um, That's right. What all, all the uh, Bohemians would uh, huddle at those Starbucks because of free Wi-Fi. Yeah, and then Starbucks yeah, well, decided not to give free Wi-Fi. Being in the coffee houses was to go ahead and latch onto the Wi-Fi yeah. that they couldn't afford. Or McDonald's. So, McDonald's had yeah, free McDonald's, Wi-Fi. Well, they were that, one of the first ones. Right, because McDonald's does. wanted to bring more people in and have more people sitting and drinking coffee and buying their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Ivan, Ivan, Ivan had VD over the weekend or did VD or something, right, or whatever. VDJ. Uh, what? VDJ. VDJ. Okay, sounds like a venereal disease, but okay. <laughs> you crazy man! You. What were you gonna say? He's a video. Oh, nothing. Video DJ? Is that what it is? Video DJing, okay. you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was just, uh, uh, just, just you know, we were doing the 1980s, and I kind of got lost in it, man. So it's just did like. You, did, did you get lost in jo- downtown Julie Brown? Because I believe everybody <laughs> did at one point or another. Well, I, I got lost in downtown Julie Brown or anything like that. But, I mean, I got it. I did touch upon the MTV situation. I did touch upon a, I went in a lot of different directions in the Mundo's 80 session. That was just, it was a free for all. It was just so much fun because a lot of these records I haven't really turned on to in like years. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And here it is. And we're talking about, you know, a prime of my life there when, you know, I mean, I was in my 20s in the 1980s. So the world was my oyster. So it's like, you know, listening to these things again, it just like it, it took me all the way back. And uh, the fact that, again, just one of those situations that doesn't happen much or hasn't happened a lot lately, you know, on the uh, the uh, the uh, the UK front, you know, as far as like what they play in their music list and such, you know, and and uh, as long as Jimmy Temple gives me a forum or, you know, a place I can do, I would I, think uh I would think British 80s is a little different than American 80s. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. You know, because the the British 80s music had a had a tendency to be very far forward thinking, very, you mm-hmm. know, sense, a lot of lines, a lot of creative, you know, electronica, you know, a lot of intense uh beats, you know, computed by, you know, 
uh, microchip and everything that they had involved in it in that at that time, and uh, it's you know whereas whereas American sensibilities tend to be a little bit more organic in that direction. I feel mm-hmm. so that you know that so so yeah so that's why you know the the British tunes. You know, I, yeah, I have to say, you know, you know, they got quite the appeal, you know, like their bands and uh, and, uh, you know, but then they feel the same about our American uh, groups. Uh, and, and, and to them, you know, when they hear some of our American groups, they're kind of like, wow, you know, what is that? Same with their uh, rhythm, blues and their soul. It's kind of the whole same sensibility. It's like for them, it's like, my gosh, you know, just when they thought they heard everything here, you know, you got some. American, some Yankee coming up saying, "Hey, you know, I'm feeling good today. Want to share? Hey, check this out. You know, and um, I'm only happy to do that. And if makes people feel good, makes me feel good. And the fact that uh, it uh, just uh, it's such a satisfying thing. You know, I saw a thing on Facebook that said, you know, what was your most satisfying thing in life? And you know, I, I kept coming back around to being with being with people I love, friends, family, you know, and just celebrating the, the thing that's life. Not bacon. It, what is best in life, Ivan? <laughs> Not bacon. No, don't. <laughs> well, the best thing in life, the best thing in life, you know, are the ones that you share with the people you care about. That's the best thing in life, man. And um, and the music brought me to that, so it's like it's 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 great. So they're happy. That's why it was like 1980s. Yeah, I took it. I took it to the rim. I didn't even realize. I ran seven and a half hours. I didn't realize it. it was, I mean, everything was such a fluidity, and it, I just got kind of lost in the whole dreamscape. It was like wow. I mean, listening to Love and Rockets, listening to. Uh, you know, in fact, some I got some of the stuff right here. Yeah, everything you know, Terrence Trent Darby. Uh, you know, uh, oh, Matt, um, Ultravox, uh, XTC. Uh, you know, um, uh, Godbox. Uh, you know, I even went into some of the to some of the early grunge stuff. You know, and then you know, I kind of sauntered into the harder harder sensibilities. You know, the beginnings of hip hop and thing. You know, Roxanne, Roxanne, and uh, I'm you know I'm your pusher man with Ice T and uh, you know things of this nature. You know, so I kind of oh, you mean that guy from Law and Order? Oh yeah, the guy from Law and Order, man. Before he was, he was. Oh, I know. I'm just. It, 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 who was I? Ta- I was talking to somebody the other day. Where literally, it's like, I think more people. We're at the point now where more people know him from Law and Order than, than they the do about his music. I, than they ever do about his music. Yeah. You're right. Well, well he had a reality thing. show too, right? Right. And yeah, with the girl, with the wife, who's Bavoom. Yeah. Hello. Bavoom. Coco is out of her yeah. mind. Oh my God! I mean, I've seen some of her books. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, a, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Anyway, all I know is, uh, yeah, but it's just like Will Smith. Nobody's going to remember Will Smith for being, you know, the Fresh Prince. You know, with, with DJ Jazzy Jeff. You know, you, you think so? Movies. Well, I think a lot of that. I mean, given another ten, twenty years, I think it might get to that. I mean, look what happened with. Uh, Look what happened with the other identity we just mentioned. I mean, it's, you know. Well, but the whole second, Ivan, there's a little bit of a difference between the two, which is, I mean, Will Smith is still kind of, 
it, it's not been nearly as much, but at least even when he was doing kind of his hit, like his big, big willy, big movie time frames, he was right. releasing. He oh, was yeah. releasing music with it. I mean, it, yes. and, I mean, granted, Millennium is probably still the last big album, but there's some. I mean, the difference is, is Ice T was never. Ice T was never mainstream enough where his shit gets gets radio play. Yeah, he was in there. He was in the mix, but he wasn't in the forefront. Yeah, yeah. I mean the most the most notable thing for Ice T is, yeah. and if you if I we should go find this some point, Ivan is when is when Charlton Heston is like reading Cop Killer like verbatim word for word. Like he's reading poet, like a poetry slam. I mean, that's that's probably that's probably the most notable thing for for Ice T. All this music is is literally it's like Moses stood up and did his lyrics. You know, it's like I start over. It's like die, pig, die. I am gonna find it. I am gonna find it. I have to find that now, even more now. And and no, but what I'm saying is, yeah, Ice T, as far as like what he did after he became, you know, television and that whole thing, I don't think he lays heavy enough on his musical career anymore. Whereas mm-hmm. like getting so, but I think a lot of time has already passed between, for you know, Ice T the rapper to Ice T the, uh, you know, small screen, you know, um television person you know star was he and, was he in any movies did he do was he in uh straight out of compton uh, i'm thinking that's somebody else if he had a no. bit role in that no, i don't sure. think so i'm not sure, I'm not sure. Yeah. i can't i not 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 with i not, think he's I think he's done some movies, but I don't yeah, think I don't that's recall one of them. They don't, they don't immediately jump into my no. memory. I mean, just sorry. Hold on. So you've been uh, just been spinning records this weekend, bud. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah, Make man. It. Just just a lot of uh, record drop, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, did you know? Did you uh, you joined me for a bit, didn't you? Uh, a short while. I've just been. This is the weekend I had to work all weekend. So. Oh shit! And but I'm... I wasn't working. I was putting my Christmas away. So. You didn't have to work too hard. That wasn't a drag, was it? Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. So Ice T. Yeah. Ice T. Ice T was yeah. Ice T's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, most notably, I mean, there's a bunch of little. He's in Electric Boogaloo. Really <laughs> nice. He's really in elect. Break into Electric Boogaloo. That's nice. hysterical. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't realize it goes back that far. Um, let's see. He was in something called. I'm just trying to find the ones that people would recognize names for. Just need them off, man. We'll we'll know. Well, no. I mean, there's some of them here. It's like I I don't even recognize the names. Oh, the, the, that uh, yeah, it's like he got to a bunch of movies where he's here, but it's not anything where everybody's like. like like here's one. He's like he's in. I guess here's an example of one that you might know. Like he's in one with uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, not Dr. Dre the rap guy. Dr. Dre like the the DJ called Who's the Man. It was that bad, really bad cop movie. 
if you saw the picture, Ivan, you'd totally remember what, what movie I'm talking about. Sure, I would. I mean, it sounds familiar. It does sound familiar, but I he just was in can't... 3,000. He was in 3,000 Miles to Graceland. He was in Ricochet. Okay. Here's one that's hysterical, and I can't believe he was in it. And what it's recent. That? He was in Ugly Dolls. What? He must have. He must have been one of the voices in Ugly Dolls. He was in Johnny Mnemonic back in '95. Okay. Um. Let's see. And then probably the one thing that I was thinking about in terms of movies, but I wasn't sure if I could say it out loud. Like Ricochet's one, I know he was in, but I wasn't positive. I was pretty sure he was in New Jack City back in '91. That's what I was thinking. And of. he and he was New Jack. That's that's yeah. I think you're right, Jeff. I think you're right because oh. when you said New Jack City, the uh, picture of the black and white album cover, I popped in my head, and I just saw his name there for whatever reason. Yeah, I think you I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, most importantly, back in 2000, he was in Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ice-T, no disrespect, man, no disrespect, but... Okay. See, that's why I said there were a bunch of movies here, like, I could tell you, but they're all that kind of movie where you're, like, just sitting there going... See, you know oh. he's just, he want, needs to make rent. Yeah, it was one of those, like, it's like, it's a check, I'm yeah. taking it, I don't care. Yeah. I'm Ice-T, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm taking my money. What does this do for my career? <laughs> I want to go up, not down. Yeah, forget my career. I just want checks. And then Give Sam Jackson checks. came along and took all those worlds away from him, so he had to go to all along. Well, no, honestly, like some of these are like poor man Sam Jackson kind of things. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> Jeff, what have you been up to this week? Hey, Jeff. Uh, I Actually, it's funny. I want to build on something Ivan said for a second before we do that. Um, and I, I, I'm kind of curious because I want to hear from Mike it, 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 the, on this too. Even though Mike will sit there and go, but Jeff, I know nothing about music. But Mike was I around. I know nothing Mike about music. But, but, but Mike know, was. No, no, but like, don't, don't ever put yourself out there because you have surprised me, okay? You even taught me stuff, so come on. Well, yeah, you know, Matthew Sweet's entire catalog. I mean, that's what he pretty much taught us all. <laughs> Matthew Sweet did a live stream uh, about a week ago. Apparently yeah. he's got a new album coming out in about a month. Okay. He, uh, he, he and Weird Al should do an album together. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, 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 if you had to look back on the 80s yep. as a decade. It was. Top, top five, yeah, thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, your top, if you had to go through your top five of, like, the the top of the top for, for, for music in the eighties. Like who's the most iconic? Um, Michael Jackson, and Madonna. Yeah. That, that's, uh, uh, that's on my list too. Yeah. I'd have to probably throw in, I don't know, Lionel Richie. Mm, okay. Um, um, journey. Okay. Eighties. Um, Duran Duran, I guess that seemed that they were interesting. Pretty, they were pretty eighties. Interesting. My sisters loved uh, Duran Duran. Interesting. Ivan. Okay. Um, I know five's gonna be rough, ain't it? I I know it, but I'll do my best here. Okay. And, and Mike's Mike's interesting because he went directions I wasn't gonna think. 
Yeah, I mean, he went with two of the ones I would have said. Right. I think I think we're all kind of like okay. Michael Jackson, Madonna are in the in the top five. Yeah, it's like yeah, the Mount Rushmore question. of the '80s in music. Right. Yeah. Although I was surprised you didn't go to number three that I thought would be. But go ahead. Okay, uh, number three, I would have to say. Um, oh my gosh, uh, man! Uh, I would have to say okay. I would have to say uh, Rick James. Interesting. Rick James wasn't he like seventies? Yeah, no, no. He was. He did some stuff in the eighties too. Okay. He did. He did one called "Sexual Love Affair." What's that reprise? It'll knock you out. Uh, yes, and uh, let me see. I would have to say Tina Marie. Who? Okay. Okay, and uh, let's see. I would wow. have to go. I would have to go with. Um, hmm. Let's this is see. not going where I imagined it would go. Let's see. Let me see. Eighties, eighties. I would have to say Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Tom- yeah. Interesting. That is not how I expected either of you guys to go. I really, I, I, I seriously, I expected, I, because I, one is I didn't, because I didn't a, mention Phil Collins. You know, I'm yeah. not sure Phil Collins is in my top five. I was working in the 80s? on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. So, yeah. so top ten, top ten. Well, you said five. I said five, but we could go top ten if we want to for a minute. Let me let me go five first. Let me yeah. let me go with my five first. Okay. Obviously, okay. Michael Jackson and, and Madonna. Here's the name I was surprised neither of you said Prince. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then it gets ugly because I'm trying to figure out. I guess Springsteen is okay. number four for me, and then I get it gets ugly because I'm trying to figure out. If it's Huey Lewis, and the I news, almost said Huey Lewis, yeah, or Phil Collins, and I'm not sure which direction yeah. I want to go. Um, yeah, those Huey Lewis. I was about to mention Huey Lewis, but I went with uh, Duran Duran, and and was, I don't fault you for it. It yeah. was just it was really funny because like I was like pretty much, you know, I, I'll go Phil Collins over Huey Lewis, but not by much. I mean, Huey Lewis would probably be number six for me. Yeah, Tina Marie, you know, Lover Girl, you know, uh, Square Biz. I mean, you know, the building blocks to what became hip hop after a while. And uh, then, uh, you know, those I, I can't I cannot pass up a good funky bottom. And Rick James does a good funky bottom, you know, yeah, a lot of stuff is 70s, isn't it? I mean, really, is I mean, okay. although it's funny, I, I, although it's funny, I mean, r- really. Springsteen is one fucking album in the eighties. Yeah, just the Born in the USA. Yeah, that was. But it's it's, but it's an eighties anthem. It became an eighties anthem. I mean that that whole album is kind of like Born to Run. The eighties. Yeah, that was the anthem. It's Born in the. That's why I was thinking like Rio from Duran Duran. There you go. Exactly. Hungry like the wolf and all that. Like I said, I was really shocked when both of you didn't say Prince at number three right off the bat. Well, Prince wasn't really big for surprised. Prince wasn't big for me. Maybe there's just, you know, I, of course. Um, so, yeah. like I said, I, I I was just surprised. That's all. I'm not okay. making judgment. Yeah, I was just surprised. And the thing about with Prince, with me and Prince, my relationship with Prince uh, started in the professional field, and then you know, as, as time went on, then it got personal. And I was like, okay, and you got a nice. relationship with Prince. 
Well, musically, and then going into the situation whoa, later. Whoa, whoa, he never whoa, called stop. me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Roll that back. You worked with Prince at some point. No, 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 no. I never worked with Prince. What I was talking about was my musical relationship in relation to my record collection. Mm-hmm. I know. And what oh. it was. Well, you know, I know I would. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I never worked with Prince. I would have liked to have worked with Prince. That would have been really, really, you know, that would have been fucking cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, well, you're talking about your relationship with Prince. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. We've been missing a whole lot of shit here. Hold on a second. Maybe I should have been so eloquent in my, you know, my, my presentation of what I was, what I felt I was probably like saying. So. <laughs> your musical you know taste. Funny? Yeah. yeah. It's well, funny though. Now I have to look at another It's funny now that we're having this conversation. I have I could honestly in my top 5 go add take out I could honestly in my top 5 take out Huey Lewis and Phil Collins and I could go an entirely other direction quite frankly just because he is this person is an icon and and still is to this day okay. which is Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, he had his breakout in the 80s, but uh, on the, I mean, well, some would say on the heels of Michael Jackson and Madonna. Right, but, you know, I mean... But, yeah. but, he himself, but Weird Al built himself up to that. I mean, all the way from his, you know, accordion inside the broadcasting bathroom, you know, with Mike Bologna and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that that's, you know, that's a huge creative spark. That's an inspiration that has no boundaries. He made it possible for people, you know, artists to get to laugh at themselves in the fact mm-hmm. that, yes. And, and some of these artists even think, yeah, well, until my my track gets, uh, you know, Yankovic, you know, then I've not arrived. A lot of people feel that when uh, Weird Al Yankovic does one of their songs in his Yeah, they version, feel like they made it, yeah. Unless you're Coolio. <laughs> Or uh, Prince. Cool. <laughs> Prince uh, shot everyone yeah. goes down. Julio was all mad about it. Like, oh, okay. I well, remember they, the whole, they, I remember seeing that. He those was two, they mended it. fences eventually. I, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but it, Gangsta's Paradise, yeah. Wow. But it's funny. Now that, you know, it's a, what's, here's what's interesting. Yeah. Is anyone going to be ever able to fill that void? What do you no. mean when uh, when Weird Al retires? Yeah, I mean we've never seen like anybody really going. No, no, we've we've that, seen that. Well, realm. just these, we have the splintering of parody artists on YouTube, but none right. of them really. Um, Nothing that actually is memorable it just no. kind of comes back to you with an immediate identity once you hear it. Yeah. You know, you listen to Shavy Cream, you think of Doctor Demento, you listen to uh, any one of the. You know, beautiful compositions of Weird Al Yankovic, and you're like, yeah. But you I mean, know? the other thing is too about like, Weird Al is there's an example of where where MTV was may have been as big a catalyst for Weird Al as it was for anybody. Well, to be yeah. able to do what he did because because they you know honestly as much as that Eat It song was all over the radio at times. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that there were Weird Al Yankovic music videos that were out there, and they and and they were hilarious, and they were. Well, he took the advice. He took the advice of Michael Jackson. He says you gotta, 
you got a you got a platform now that you can do anything to fill the four corners, Al. And Al ran with that, and he did just that. I mean, you look at any Weird Al Yankovic uh, video shoot, any you know video he ever made, man. Yeah, it's when it's, it's not a straight parody or a shot for shot replication of the parody of the song he made. Right. But, you know, his attention to detail and the fact that he handled it in a way that was both aesthetically and professionally yeah. satisfying. Yeah. And he's, you know. he's made it through, what, 40 years now, almost 40 years of his career. Scandal. Yeah. Well, exactly. there was that thing with the accordion. <laughs> well, see, wow. it was just think, like it was. Let's say Frank Zappa. Everybody thinks that Frank Zappa was this zoned out, you know, up with all the pills and all the you know drugs and everything. He never touched a thing in his life and created the body of work that everybody keeps referencing back. Same to. as Alice Cooper. I think Alice. Everybody thought Alice Cooper was some kind of satanic, uh, you know, Spainy. crazy man, but he was just he was well educated. Right, right. So you know, and that's why, you know, it, 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 you know. See, we can have these conversations now, you know, and 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 in the hopes that others who listen to us and feel, yeah, well, we can have those conversations. We can, we can all be in this situation, and we can dig whatever it is that we dig, and then we all just kind of share it along, you know. It just, you know, and it perpetuates it, you know. Wow, but yeah, man, I mean, if, if you're really looking at it, just to, to finish this, cap it out, if you really uh-huh. look at it, there's just so many directions in the 80s that music Yeah, we well, didn't touch upon the hair bands of the 80s. Right, I mean... Oh, Van Halen, just, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean, oh, Run yeah. DMC... White Tiger, uh, Y&T, <laughs> Black and Blue, Zebra. Right, and I mean, even even rap at the time. I mean, we're talking, yeah, rap. you know, we're talking Probably about, rap. you know, yep. Run DMC, the Sugar Hill Gang, uh, you know, uh, oh, LL Cool Jang. Okay, just a second there, Jeff. You mentioned the you mentioned the uh, the magic word, Sugar Hill Gang. There was an article that I saw. I think it was either on channel two or channel five i'm not sure but they did like a big thing about the 50 biggest rap records you know in the world and ever? Uh, yes ever okay interesting yeah yes so they say yeah of the 50 biggest rap records in the world uh rapper you know rapper's delight is in the top 50 of all places can you believe well, it of course it yeah, should. I, yeah, it should I mean, be. Without it, it doesn't. Without that song, I don't know where where hip hop, where where rap and hip hop end up. I mean, well, really, yeah. that's the first big. That's the first big rap hip hop song to break out into into right. into regular mainstream. Although some people would sit there and say Blondie's rap at the end of that one song, where Rapture technically falls into that, but. I never. I don't feel like I ever want to give that credit. No, I I would agree with you on that, Jeff. Uh, No, I would not include the Blondie reference. No, 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 uh, no bruise on Blondie. I love Blondie. Nor would I include the live, the spoken word uh, William Shatner albums. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. 
Out of curiosity, you have any idea if you remember what number <laughs> one? What the strange planet? <laughs> Intermix yeah. it with Charlton Heston reading Cop Killer. Cop Killer. Yeah. Guy, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so what? Yeah. Out of curiosity, what were the top ones? Out of curiosity, do you remember? On top ones of what? No? A rap. On the rap thing, Ivan, or are you just? Well, you know, so so the whole so the whole rap reference uh, came down to another record, uh, Nina Cherry's "Buffalo Stance," which started the whole scratching situation on the whole. I've heard that song in ages. Oh uh, yeah, Nina Cherry's uh, "Buffalo Stance." Yeah, and then, oh uh, uh, yeah, and uh, that started the whole scratch uh, thing down in the Bronx. That was like the first record everybody just started doing this technique on. And they were just like galvanized at the sound, and then it just spread like wild. So, what did they do? You, what did they name to the top of the to the top of the list? Or they was it just the top most the fi- top fifty just, most influential? It was, it was uh, it was it was geared towards the Sugar Hill Gang. It kind of uh, told of the history, and of course how okay. it was it was part of the uh, it was part of the empire built by Sylvia Robinson of Mickey and Sylvia. And, you know, the same girl that did Pillow Talk had a big hit with it in 71 and then created the studio. And then he bought then she bought up uh, she made the Sugar Hill label and she bought out the chess archive before she sold it again and it got burnt up. But, yeah, that's that's the girl. A lot of history there. As long as we're on music for two seconds, I did see Maroon's Black Bottom, whatever. Maroon's Black Bottom? Okay. What do you think? You know, there were sections that I was just kind of like, I got bored in places. Okay. Um, I got bored in places. No, no question. The acting is really well done. Um, I just, I think I expected more than what I got in terms of story. Uh-huh. And my understanding is, so here's the other thing. My understanding is that this is based on a play that ironically was done at at Steppenwolf Theater here in Chicago. That's is, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, they filmed it there, too. Did they film it there, too? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they did. But, they but filmed- Steppenwolf, so Steppenwolf was a theater that was put together by some Chicago artists that include Laurie Metcalf of Roseanne fame and Gary Sinise. Lieutenant Gary Dan. Sinise. Yeah, Gary Sinise is a big player with them too. Matter of fact, Gary Sinise and and Laurie Metcalf often do show can sometimes come back and do. I saw, uh, I saw Gary Sinise there. It's just Sinise. Doing, I don't think it's Sinise. Or I yeah, I never I never get that right. Gary Sinise uh, doing Streetcar Named Desire hmm. there. Um, but my the reason I brought this up is, and I haven't looked up what the differences are, but they say. That the play ending is different than the movie ending. And that they go a different direction from the movie. Again, I feel like it's like we don't get the music in these things. It's just kind of like the music's an afterthought. And I get it, but it's like... You would have thought it would have been more instrumental in the movie had they like pulled some of the scenes out a little with the music. Yeah, or I, I mean, I guess that's the other thing. I was I get what it was what that it was in the moment and we did get some insight to her outside of that and I right. guess I was just looking for more of it being more historical than it was 
Okay, I see it. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's the other reason why I was like, eh, I still don't understand why Chadwick Boseman's character does what he does at the end, at the end of the movie. Well, okay, I can give you an explanation. You know, that, that, could... I, I just found it like, why? Weird. I mean, I want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin because Mike Kevin hasn't seen it, or I don't know if he will or he won't. It's on Netflix. Well, I... mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Okay, I'll, well, I'll check it well, out. Well, let's let's leave it right here. And then let's see how you feel about it on the next show. And then, you know, is that cool? Okay. I have homework. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Mike's got homework. We're going to see if Mike – the problem is Mike's got homework for two reasons. Mike's got homework. He's got to watch that. And then Mike's got homework on Friday, but we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. All right. So this is something that is unbeknownst to me, but I shall find out later. Well, Mike's got – well, guess what? I got homework on Friday too. Mm. Oh, okay. And unless I and Ivan, unless you have Disney Plus, you got unless you have see Ivan doesn't have Disney Plus. I don't think he's got homework. No. If Ivan has Disney Plus, then Ivan's got homework. But anyway, um, what else did you watch? What else did I watch? I've been watching The Expanse off of Amazon, which originally started on Sci-Fi. Yeah, I'm about midway through season three, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I hear it's good. Um, I hear it's good. You got to get through the first couple episodes. They're a little shaky, mm. but it really starts to pick up. And honestly, I tried watching Discovery. I tried watch, watching Picard. I was looking for some sort of sci-fi show that was like a sci-fi show mm. lately. Right. And I got to tell you, this is exactly hitting my wheelhouse. This is way better. That, than, wait, I'm sorry. This oh, is right. better choice. This is way better than Discovery is that is out there. In terms of what's available and what's out there, um, or 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 Picard or any, I mean, there's just nothing. I mean, honestly, this wets my the sci-fi whistle that I've been looking for for something that's current that's, that's out there. Okay, cool, um, cool. And it, it, it's 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 you know it's funny when they say the expanse, they mean it because it at times the story gets expansive if you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of that, they're able to keep it simple, and yet they're able to show you big picture. Um, the biggest mm. star on this show, and he kind of is in and out now. Here, once I get into season, into and in, in, in season three, season four. Um, okay. Actually, I take it back. I think I, I might be in season four. Um, mm. Now I think about it, is um, is um, Thomas Jane. Uh, who the biggest, probably the most well-known thing that he was, was he did a few of those Punisher movies and he's done a few other movies. Uh, but he's kind of a, he's kind of a, some, I wouldn't say he's an A-list star, but he's certainly a name star, if you know what I mean. But he's not like the main character person. And there's, there's this one other woman, I can't remember. I've, I've seen her in other stuff before that they have, that um, she's been in a bunch of stuff. But it, it's a solid I've enjoyed it. I think it's pretty good. I, okay. you know, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of, it's got right. a little bit of that Deep Space Nine feeling. It's got a little bit of that, that kind of feel at the same time. Okay. Um, it's kind of got, it's not Stargate, but it's got a little bit of that feel to it. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's just a little easier to watch than I find when I'm watching Discovery and I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, but that, that's, that's me. I'm trying to think of anything else this week because this week has been really kind of, uh, how do I say, 
this week's been kind of a strange week to begin with. This past you week do any kind of uh, public anyway. speaking? That I do any? No, I did. Well, no, no, I didn't. I did go to a couple of shows this week. Um, I did go to a couple of storytelling shows, and I found out about later. I found out about something called the, the Storytelling Network that um, I'm going to look into because apparently there's cash prizes that can be won. Hey, so, cash money! Woo! You know, so Ooh. you know that's uh, that's a possibility. But I got to start. Uh, playing the game a little bit that way but um yeah and i'm getting ready for a few events i got a bunch of stuff i got to get ready for like the world championships are coming up and mm. i gotta start getting my shit together for that and uh yeah it's it's gonna start to get busy on the speaking side a little bit i just gotta start really kind of working on my craft a little bit in terms of uh-huh. you know the fun, the weird part about storytelling is you can't just sometimes just get up there and tell a story. You got to actually sit down and do a little bit of writing sometimes, and then you got to sit there and you got to look at it and change a couple things and edit stuff. You can't. Sometimes you can just get up there and talk. Yeah. But a lot of times, but a lot of times, you really want it to sound like you want to be sure you, it's, it's paced correctly. Yeah, or you want it like to sound. You know, you, you're sitting there. You know. You want it to sound, you know, when you write it down, sometimes it helps to kind of sit there and look at it and go, okay, can I, can I project this? Can I make this different? How can I do this? How can I, rather than kind of telling it at the time. I mean, there have been a few times where it's like, I can build off of that, but, you know, Hmm. it depends. I I mean, I do a lot of open mics on purpose, like open mics on purpose where I'll try out material and sometimes it doesn't sound spectacular because it's open mics and I'm just working material, but um, which it's funny. Certain people get annoyed by it. To me, I kind of find it fun as strategy because it's like, yeah, you, know, you guys don't get to see me at, at full price. You want to see me at full price? You pay full price. Um, you want to see? You want know, to see? You want to see, see the real deal? You you're gonna have to pay full price for that. Um, <laughs> which is not much to begin with, anyway. But you know. Uh, so yeah, that's that. That's me. What about you, Mike? What you got going on? What you up to? What you doing? Oh, I got Christmas put away, and the tree died. The Christmas tree, our artificial Christmas tree, died. So I'll have to get a new one next year. Oh, how like, does the artificial tree die? Yeah, it's already dead. No, the it's yeah. one of those pre-lit trees, and like it only get like one third of the lights lit. So the, the lights uh-huh. go out, like burned out. They won't. Well, they will not, there's Sorry. a light that won't light on one side, so I take it back to my workshop. Said the Grinch. So <laughs> no, it's in it's in the trash. <laughs> uh, so I'll have to get a new tree, and I I gotta find a tree that's not pre-lit. I prefer to put the lights on the tree. That way, if the lights go out, I could just buy new ones instead of have to because the the pre-lit ones they're all woven into the branches, so. Mm-hmm. If they go out, you're screwed. Yep, yep, so, yep. Uh, yeah, put that away. Finished Cobra Kai Season 3. It was awesome. I loved it. Not going to yeah. post any spoilers because you two need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be way behind on that. If I got to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, or, yeah, then um, you two need to watch one episode of Cobra Kai. I'm getting there. Okay. That, it's on my list of stuff okay. to watch. That's, that's yeah. on the, it. It's the, just a matter the, of... The two-part third season finale uh, knocked out of the park. That was great. Well, right. I saw something today. 
I saw something yeah. today, ironically, from one of the showrunners talking about the possibility of spinoffs and creating the Karate Kid universe. Um, well, there is one. So, I mean, they've tied all three of the films, not the Jackie Chan uh, reboot, um, but all three of the Karate Kid films. Not the one. I think I don't think they mentioned the is one. That the one with Jayden, is that the one with Jaden? Is that the one with Will Smith's kid, Jaden? That yeah, the one that's Will about? Smith's kid and Jackie Chan. They're 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 ignoring that one. No, no, what no. about the next Karate Kid? No, What's I don't think they've him? referenced that one because isn't that Hillary Swank? I don't know who was the young girl. That I thought that was Hillary. Mr. Swank. Miyagi took in. It is probably the other reason why. It's so, probably the other reason why yeah. we can't afford. So now, it. like, we can't, like afford, we can't afford Hillary Swank. Yeah. So now <laughs> Ralph Macchio is the same age as Pat Morita when he did the Karate Kid. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's Hillary Swank. But yeah, there's some that's, great moments. That's in, your answer. Some great moments in season three. It got a little corny here and there, but it's you just roll with it because it's just a good drama, good characters to follow and do some flashbacks, which are interesting. They take interesting takes on uh, the flashbacks of some of these characters, so it's really good. Mm. Um, and I fell in because uh, occasionally I'll I'll find like clips of uh, King of the Hill on YouTube. And I found this show. We might have even talked about it here, but it's um, Tales from the Tour Bus from Mike Judge. Uh, it's, yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, season one deals with like the rockabilly and uh, country artists. Like they did a two-parter on Waylon Jennings. Okay. Uh, two-parter on George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Um, okay. And, um, they, they're, the thing is, it's on Comcast, so I had to buy the season. I was like, meh, all right. But it's always worth it. It's only it's eight episodes, but one of them, I think, is free on Comcast. The Johnny Paycheck one is free. But it's they're only 30 minutes long. It's obviously a passion project because Mike Judge is like directed, produced, narrated it, wrote it, created it. So, no, so this was his baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, and Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, some it's it's only thirty minute episodes, so you're not gonna get like a comprehensive history of these artists. Just little um crazy stories of that may might have not have known. Little, basically just these wonderful little imaginary vignettes yeah, out of his And life. they're animated. Um Oh, that's cool. Animation's always good. Yeah. <laughs> but they do throw in a few, you know, still shots and some live performances and short bits, oh, but shit. uh but it's uh, friends and roadies and bandmates of these artists. Most of them, and they also did one for uh, uh, Billy Joe Shaver. Um, My God! Wow! And you talk about, about obscure, obscure. It's just well, like it's five strings. That and the, well, yeah, the last episode, yeah, last episode of season one, they did one on uh, an artist called an artist named Blaze Foley. And that's about as obscure as you get for for country, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, season one was great. I loved it. Um, season two deals more into the funk and soul, like George Clinton, Rick James, Prince, okay. and All right. yeah, the pre- preludes heavy. to rap music. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, might, I might partake in one or two episodes. I think a two-parter on James Brown as well. So I might partake eventually. I don't know, not right away, but I really liked season one of uh, this show. And well, it's, well, you know it's, what I... Attempt to invest in that, man. I have to find that some way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said it's on demand on Comcast, but okay. that's all. That's how I was able to find it. You might be able to find some clips on YouTube if you do some searches. But 
Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll do the searches and see if I get lucky. Yeah, but you want but full episodes, you got to purchase them. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, that <laughs> was good. I was really happy about that. I watched that. It was uh, really fun, fulfilling. And I have access to season three of Discovery. I've watched a couple more episodes. I'll get more Not- into that later as I get further in to season three of Discovery. But it's okay. It's, you know, like Jeff says, it's, eh, you know, but this is apparently. It's no be- expense. Yeah, I know. The expense. Yeah, yeah. I know it's out there, so. But oh well, yeah. But it's been that's been good. I really like that uh, show. Like I said, fun to see these little stories that uh, nobody, probably most nobody, maybe ever heard of from these artists. One thing I didn't know that George Jones had like split personality disorder. Really? No, I didn't know either. Yeah, he uh, was wow. between. It's between. I'm not going to reveal too many of these crazy stories, but yeah, after he and Tammy divorced, um, he developed a split personality disorder. Oh wow! I'd, I'd rather not. I, I want to say more. I want to tell you, give the juicy okay, okay. on these so no, many no, stories. No, 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 no. But... Let's be fair to our. Let's be yeah. fair to our listeners. I mean, I know the show was out in 2017. I think it, the season two was in 20 late 2018. But but yeah, it's it's uh, cool. it's good. Check it out. Sounds like yeah. I want to check it out. But yeah, yeah, you 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 mentioned yeah. There's a the showrunners there, which are the the three. I think the three executive producers for Cobra Kai. And I know, like, William Zabka and Ralph Macchio, who played Danny and Johnny on the show, they're heavily involved in the show as well. But the guys who run it, they want uh, they want to create some spinoffs. So I can see where maybe some of these people could go to, maybe some of the younger mm-hmm. talent, you know, to keep the keep the right. continuity alive. Because they're, like I said, it's part teen drama. It's these, these the mm-hmm. part of this, the dynamic of the show is these, these teenagers uh, and the rivalries that are uh, brewing between them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, that's that been uh, good. Um, have to take that in. Have to take that in. Mm. Yeah, it's on my. It's on. It's it's on my list of. I'm take going to get. You know, I'm going to get to it. It's just a question of. When, of when is my sit down? The time to go. Like okay. Time to go check out Cobra Kai. It's only kind of thing. thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes. So, right. Well, like I said, you know, right now I'm. Like I said, there's a few other things I want to check out too. Like um, now that I've got, now that we've got Netflix, it's He's funny. Got I himself a schedule. <laughs> well, I, I got news for you. Now that like I have all these streaming services, it's like okay, you know, <laughs> at some point I have to like I don't know make money. Um, yeah, you know, or take a poop, or eat, you know, or sleep. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could watch Those are this shit activities. all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I could watch this stuff all day, especially now that we're all like stuck in the house all the time. It's like it's oh, really gosh. easy to watch it all day. You know, mm. um, That's true. you know. So I mean, oh, no, no, I get the, I get it. I mean, it's just like me and the records. I mean. I couldn't tell you nothing else on. I have enough tunes to last me the whole time that I've been in. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, Ivan hasn't even gotten to his records from the 90s yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I do have some. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. I do. Let me know when you or you, when you bust out Young young MC, I'll go bust a move, you know, or Tone Loke, Wild Thing. Let me know. More funky Rocky. cold Medina. Both are quite yeah. valid. I'll take some funky oh, oh, cold Medina, oh, baby. 
Oh, okay, so you want to go there now. Okay, all right. Uh, so, let's see. Hey. Not really. I really uh, don't. Tolok, I mean, the, the best thing out. about Tolok okay, is no, that you appearance... can't take it back. You can't take it back. Okay, I mean, the truth is, the best thing of Tolok is that one appearance in the, the Bat and the, and the Andrew Dice Clay movie where he's like, he, he the guy drops on him and he's like, you are five seconds from having the, from seeing the rest of your life go go in a flash or some shit like that. Mm. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> By the way, that is a there is no question that it's a bad movie, but if you already accept that it is a bad movie, it is kind of fun to watch. Ah, okay. So. That Fort Fairlane movie. See, oh, only, without, watched it without prejudice? <laughs> the only movie in my life I walked out on. Yeah, I know. Mike walked out of it. I yeah. think it's I, I know. I, I, after that movie, I don't understand why Wayne, why Wayne Newton has not been picked to play more bad guy roles. He's been... <laughs> Seriously, he's phenomenal in that movie. He is just downright evil. He's like talking about like he like at one point he, at one point he gives this thing where he's like, I don't care about these people. I even pissed in the punch bowl, and everybody starts spitting out everything from the punch bowl. I mean, he's just like awesome. I'm like Wayne Newton needs to like play a bad guy in every movie. I don't know why he doesn't. That's awesome. <laughs> it's uh yeah, Mike walked out of the movie. I I I enjoyed I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean it's real it is bad. Well, I mean, well, because it's Andrew Dice Clay. Come on, you knew what you were getting into. Well, you know what the funny part Dice is Clay. But here's the thing, here's the amazing part. For Andrew Dice Clay, the other people in this movie aren't exactly like nobodies. Oh, I'm sure they probably like, like the in and out like, of that situation. It's the moment like, that's happening. Like Ed O'Neill is in it. Uh, Wayne, as I mentioned, Wayne Newton is in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Priscilla Presley. I'm trying to remember all the people in this freaking movie. Uh, Lauren Holly, who looks amazing in this thing, by the way. I can't remember who. I mean, like Tone. I know I mentioned Tone Loke. You get the idea. I mean. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exactly like there wasn't like a like like some like some people who like weren't like stars. I mean, it's funny like when they tested it at the movie theater. I mean, honestly, half the reason it did badly is because it's Dice Clay. Um, yeah, no, but when there's they people tested, who are not going to like him no matter what, right? But like Universal tested it with with people like pre tested it, and like people like loved the movie so it's kind of weird like i said the only thing he keeps talking about is you know he was in one of those summers where you know all that kind of stuff just like i don't want to put this in the same category but i always laugh because i i'm still not convinced that weird al shouldn't have been a bigger star than he was doing tv or movies well i mean i think i think the movie uhf didn't do much for his career no 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 it didn't because it would just it came out the same weekend as Batman, so is that what it was? I knew there was something yeah, like that, got, like you know. got overshadowed. There were so, a few other movies too that were like major blockbusters that that summer, and it just got eaten up alive yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was overlooked. But it's a cult classic now. Yeah, you yeah. get to drink from the fire hose. Yeah, 
<laughs> that's how it feels like now with all this content that's coming. Well, and that's the. Th- I mean, that's the one thing. That's the one thing that's going to be inter- it's interesting about where we are now, and okay. not just. And it, it's not just a TV thing. It's not just a TV thing. It's not just a movies thing. It's just across the board. We have never had as much content available as we do today. Period. And well, of story. Right. It's a new world, folks. I mean... We're still waiting on a James Bond movie. but Right. But I mean, I don't even mean just like that. I mean, in terms of music, in terms of books, in terms of movies. You know, I taught you... We were just talking. You asked me about storytelling. For God's sakes, game, you know, video games, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, it's really at that point where it's like, you know, like for example, I mean, there are certain people like, are, we can sit there and talk about to- uh, certain TV shows where we'll sit there and go, "Oh, we haven't watched it." Everybody's like, "How have you not watched that?" Well, there's a million other things that are out there right now that sometimes you don't get this, you know, you just don't get to. It's the moment that happens now. Right. Well, like, it's yeah. funny. I have a, I have a buddy of mine who, I have a buddy of mine who it was funny. Cause it's like, you know, everybody's like, well, how did you never watch West wing in the first place? And he was like, Oh, it's on the same time at the time when it was happening. And there weren't really all that, all the technology there is now. Oh, it was on opposite discovery. So I was watching that discovery. What was the other one? Voyager. Oh yes. Op- the op- famed UPN network. Yes, it was on opposite Voyager, Voyager, so he never was watching West Wing, which makes me laugh, because I was like, you chose Voyager over... Oh, Star Trek! Yeah, it's not good Star Trek, it's kind of crappy. It has its moments, but Voyager had some really bad ones, too. But, I mean, you look at even TOS, you look at the original series, I mean, a lot of those episodes are not watchable by today. They did I some guess. of those episodes don't age well, especially the way the captain treats the lady officers. You know, yeah, yeah. the Dieta, the the Troy costumes do not age well. Well, I like the I like the blue suit she had, but I mean, like uh, by, uh, by season seven, that's... by season seven, she was wearing a Starfleet uniform. But I mean, yeah, some of those are just yeah, that's for ratings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean yeah. you mean the part where she's like literally wearing like shorts like spanks yeah you know yeah there's one or, scene or, where she opens the door and riker's at her uh, quarters and she's in this white uh outfit and yeah you can see her nips yeah well there's the whole blue bodysuit thing where it's like yeah i like the blue okay dress. oh i understand but at some point if she doesn't there's some you know some, she breathes we're gonna see a lot here it's a little yeah a little yeah she that's for the cleavage. That's for ratings. Oh, the erotic nerd vibes are alive. Nerds. <laughs> hey, man, that's that. Hey. I was sixteen in nineteen eighty-seven when Star Trek: Next Generation premiered. So, uh, hey, there geez. are still there are still nerds in this day. Yep. who are vibing who are vibing over <laughs> Linda Carter now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right about that. Oh yeah, we okay. didn't talk about. We forgot. I don't think we. We forgot, or just we overlooked it, but uh, the passing of Don Wells uh, last week. Oh yeah, the Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah. The, she's the Ginger's last one left. Uh, Tina Louise, right? Is that her name? Yeah, Tina. Yeah, Louise. she's okay. Yeah, she's the last one left. 
The minnow's filling up again. Wow. I'm surprised, I'm surprised uh, the way we haven't seen some some sort of reboot for Gilligan's Island. Nah. Uh, Didn't no. they try? They try and re- brought back they the tried, series, they, but... They, they tried several reboots. They had several movies. And they had an that... animated series, too, I think. Yes, and an animated series as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember in the 80s at one point when they technically got off the island, then went back to the island and turned it into a hotel and kind of went to, like, like yeah, trying to the, make it like uh, a fantasy island kind of thing. Yeah, fantasy island love boat kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Nah, not so much. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then, of course, the obligatory Harlem Globe, Globetrotters. Or show. the yeah, obligatory yeah. Charo appearance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so of course. <laughs> so, yeah, Don Wells. Yeah, because everybody I talk to, everybody picks uh, Marianne over uh, Ginger. Yeah, pick Marianne over Ginger. Sorry, mm-hmm. now Ginger struck, always struck me as the type of person you know that you you say hello to them and you're afraid to turn your back around for fear they're going to stick you with a knife. You know, <laughs> it's not... but but as long as we're talking about geek about geek stuff like this, anybody catch that Lucy Lawless's absolute takedown of Kevin Sorbo this week? No, mm. no. no, I didn't. So Kevin, so Kevin Sorbo. Is kind of in that Trumper QAnon yeah, he, world. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, his oh, man. His he, do, he does lean right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, be, no. There's lean right, and then yeah. there's like Kevin Sorbo. Um, like flat. Right. So Lucy Lawless just took him apart on Twitter huh. um, <laughs> for it this week, this past week, with everything that went on with the Capitol thing. Um, although we probably should have saved this for News of the Squared, but yeah, I mean, she just took, we're not just talking about, talking about take him down. I mean, just like, oh, that's, that's what it was. That's the picture of somebody, somebody drew a picture of Lucy Lawless or Xena, uh, giving a, uh, huge punch supper, uh, an uppercut to, uh, Hercules. That's what that's yep. about. Okay. Yep. That's exactly that's what, what about. that was about. Okay. There's all kinds of. There's all kinds of little gifts and, and, and stuff out there. Like, anything that anybody could find for, like, <laughs> Xena's beating the shit out of Hercules is, like, okay. all over Twitter right now. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because uh, awesome. Linda, Carter, so Linda, awesome. Linda Carter comes in and gives her props, and she's like, I'm just following your lead. So, you uh... Lucy Lawless, now, now, I had a friend of mine when, when back in the 90s when Xena was on, in mm. tandem with Hercules, and I, I actually have a Hercules action figure because it's a joke from a Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 mm. episode. But um, okay. uh, anyway, uh, the thing is, is that you had the people who thought Xena was hot, and then there are people who thought Gabriella, uh, the sidekick, was hot. Yeah, and then there mm. were the people it's who saw the episode. And then there were the people who saw the episode where the two of them start making out, and everybody's like, what the? Hello? Whoa. I feel like that's not, I feel like it's been long enough that I can spoiler that, but I'll never forget, I was watching that late night, all of a sudden it's like, G-rated softcore porn, I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, well, this looks. And a lot this is the early '90s now. before we all had computers. We all... well, it was like right at the end <laughs> I of had computers. Then, man, some of the shit we would watch. It was like right at the end of like the Xena run too, where they kind of finally were like, "Yep, we're gonna admit it." Or was it some kind of like it wasn't? 
because they didn't hook up at the end. I mean, maybe this might have no, been some... No, there was some weird... It was some weird possession too. or some magic or some shit. Yeah. I don't remember all the what yeah, it was exactly it was. I just remember that they're, they, oh, you know, just, everybody talks about it. Lucy Lawless fly through the air in her uniform. Uh, Xena. Oh, man. Well, I was a sucker for the dark hair and the blue eyes. Okay, I admit it. I admit it. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I just uh, laughed because her career's gone so much farther than his too. Well, no, <laughs> not that. So she was much, in. Yes, yeah, she was uh, important in uh, Battlestar Galactica, and she's, she's still doing a stuff lot today. Of stuff. Oh, yeah, she's still she's doing, doing a couple stuff, other yeah. things too. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Don't beat me up. I'm just I'm not, not beating up. Just... Lucy Lawless will beat you up, Ivan. Yeah, that Lucy Lawless, <laughs> Judas Don't Force. Lucy Lawless, Lawless beat me up. I mean, I got no problem with that. <laughs> I, was oh. say, I was gonna say, Iron Bite like that. We should As we dance to the masochistic that. tango. <laughs> yeah, there are there are worse things in my life than getting get beat up by the, Lucy Lawless. Let me get the taste of your whips, dear. So funny, we talked about this last week, and uh, that's this, what it was. That's that's what this, it was. Was this, she was in Ash Evil Dead okay. on uh, on Stars with uh, Bruce Campbell, which makes sense. Hmm. And then she was apparently she was an agent of Shield for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I was not aware of because nobody well, watched Agents of Shield. Wait. Oh, okay, so she's done an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and she did Veronica Mars and Burn Notice, apparently. Hmm. Um, so she's done quite a bit. Hmm. Okay, okay. So I need, I need to play catch-up. <laughs> Speaking of playing catch-up, we talked about this last week, where they thought maybe they're going to put some Mandalorian shit in the Galaxy's Edge to uh, help mm-hmm. revitalize it once we you know the whole lockdown shit ends. But there's this article from Superhero Hype. Apparently, Mandalorian characters may be coming to Galaxy's Edge. Yep. Because they like money. And right yes, now, Man- anything Mandalorian is money. Mm-hmm. So they've merge. Mandalorian has reinvigorated interest in the Star Wars franchise. Um, and now some of these characters may be heading to the Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, oh. via, via Collider, Jim Hill Media is reporting that the Mandalorian are and characters like Boba Fett and Bo-Katan may soon be making appearances at Galaxy's Edge Black Spire Outpost. Collider suggests that these characters would interact and mingle with guests. Oh, you mean like they have like a little stage show? Uh-huh. Like, uh, like Belle and Gaston, they do like a little musical number and then they go mingle with the kids. No okay. one <laughs> fucks like Gaston. No one. Oh, sorry. Oh, don't get me started on that song, man. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a day at Weefang, but just want to forget, <laughs> including that song there, man. The Gaston tune, you know the yeah. one I'm talking. About. So it's funny we we mentioned that last week. So and then uh, the very then the very next day. That's uh, <laughs> that's usually how it is here. We'll mention something and we will not know, and then it's the prop it prophesizes or something. That would probably be because I I might have saw an article that day. That's probably well, why. maybe that was I'm, no, maybe that was it. That was yeah, my that might have been it. I'm trying to see if there's anything off the top of my head that we should. Well, just look. uh, the we're still in you know. This is 2020, this is 13th month of 2020. The Grammys yeah, have been seriously. postponed. Yeah. 
I hate to say it. I, I think I think Ivan will agree with me when I say that's not really a loss. No. No. Um, and San, uh, was it New York Toy Fair, which is usually in February, was pushed to May, but they canceled it all outright. So um, I think they're still they're still on for New York Toy Fair in October. We'll see about that. Depends on if we can get the vaccines out. Maybe who knows. Um, another article on the Squares Roundtable Facebook page we mentioned here about the CW from comicbook.com. CW is not ordering Green Arrow and the Canaries uh, to series. Yeah, you know, that's that's so it's interesting. So they've decided not to order that. They're ending Black Lightning and they're ending Supergirl. Um, and why, why is the, that? Just, just well, they the had good, they've had good runs. And they've had good runs. I mean, they've had solid well, runs. Maybe yeah, Black just... Lightning might have gone maybe another season or two. Maybe, huh? Yeah, and even Supergirl could have gone another season or two. But, they, you know, in fairness, Supergirl, ironically to me, I wonder how much the Supergirl thing is because they're going to do Superman and Lois, too. Yeah, they um, don't want too much of the same archetype. Well, and the other thing is, I give them credit. They did some things on that Supergirl show that I thought that they took a lot of hits for, like, you know, they they had lesbian relationships. They had somebody who was um, a transsexual who played a role in the show. Um, that kind of stuff happened in that show. And well, they, that, did, that, that, they, uh, did, they did try to touch on current event themes within the show. So... I think that those things touch the nerve with certain fans. Um, and so I think that it kind of had a target on its back a little bit in some ways from certain people. And, and so it didn't make the numbers that say the flash does, um, which I, to the life of me, I don't understand how that show makes its numbers because honestly, it's not, it hasn't been good for a couple of years now. I mean, I like the characters, but it's not been good for a while. And so, do you think? Uh, do you think the Flash is just pretty much run its course? And oh, you! Oh, you, Ivan! No, I, actually, ironically, I don't. <laughs> I think that there's still some people that that will continue to watch that show for some strange reason. And it's funny. I am watching it. I'm just how would I put this? It's not. It's not must watch anymore. Um, well, I that's, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Did I say something bad? I mean, you I don't run know. its course. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> God, no, you I guys didn't, didn't you know, I swear. over your heads. That was both not of planned. That was not planned. I, oh. Oh, that's okay. Just run with it. Yeah, you know. Well, I was just catching. I was just catching up to speed on that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, you know, did we're I, just kind of zooming I, along, I, and I missed I, it. I finally got one. <laughs> uh, I was just kind of, you know. Well, let's run along now and get to the yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, so you've got a Superman and Lois show. Yeah, they're talking about spinning off one of the characters from Black Lightning. Who I'm not. I mean, I like the character, but I don't see where there's a show there. Um, that's just me. Um, I don't know that Legends of Tomorrow is going to be around much longer, which 
you know, I mean, I get that you got to change out some of these shows and refresh yeah. some of them for a How while. How many seasons is Legend of Tomorrow run to? At least five or six. Yeah. At least five or six at this point. But and, and that's the other thing that's kind of frustrating about that show is, is I feel like they're starting to create their own heroes within that show. Rather than, how can I say, bring in actual DC heroes, kind of. And I'm getting a little annoyed by it. Because it's like, here was an opportunity to have a team show. You could rotate in some other characters. I don't know why they're, you know, even more obscure characters. You can get away with certain people, but they're not. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Batwoman show, with everything that's going on. Well, um, season there's, there's, two is on its way, and I think that might be it for that. Well, no, we'll see. Well, we'll, see. On, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to watch the first episode and see where they're going to go with this, considering they're switching the entire main character it's, out yeah. of the entire show and insisting that they're not going to do an entire full reboot or something. I'm curious to see how they're going to make this work. Yeah. Um, isn't that, like, that kind of like changing the rules in the middle of the game? No. I don't know. I, I all I know is it's doing something. And, they're doing a, a comic book character, but it's a who's the person who's playing it is not based on any comic book. Oh, so it's just like another case, like Joker. They, they tried to do the one movie out of the, uh, the, uh, the the circles of the usual characterizations of Joker. They did that one thing. Yeah, with, no, with, that's well, a characterization. That's not, just a little different. Yeah, I mean, basically. Different. The actress who was playing the lead character decided that she wanted out, and there's reason. There's reasons on both sides for that. I don't want to get into it, but okay. but um, they decided to go an entire. They decided to bring somebody in. They're okay. not going to play that character. They're creating an entirely new character that has absolutely nothing to do with anything comic book continuity. To no Batwoman anywhere. All? Nope. So they're just gonna like drop her in like a like a random seed. Um, I'm sure they've sat there to figure out a way how they're gonna write story to make this work. But how can I say that's kind of at this point it's anybody? How I put this? Let me put it this way: they got one ep- They got maybe for me two episodes to keep to be like, okay. Show me how you're going to make this work. This ought to be good. Go right ahead. Show yeah, me but how you're going to make this work. Because yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Well, you know, it almost gives it a chop shop nature now that, you know, you put it in those terms. Like, you know, they need to make, they need to impress upon me in the first episode or two, or, you know, I, I'm not going to bother with it. It's well, just, I got news to you. That, that, my one or two episodes is more than a lot of people are giving it. Because oh there God. are some people who are already annoyed with it from last season with certain things that they did. Uh, like uh, one of the like one of the the, the narrators in the show uh-huh. that plays like this t- radio talk kind of like a radio talk host caller, like a talk thing. show host. Okay. Yeah, a talk show host, kind of like a, like an open air caller kind of thing. Well, right. the, one, the person that they have reading those acting is this acting as Vester Fat asking acting is the it is this character is Rachel Maddow and that they picked Rachel Maddow in, at all, like took an entire audience and went, yeah, go fuck yourself. Cause Rachel Maddow does MSNBC and does political and, you oh, know, Oh, I see. 
so there's some people that way. There's some people that didn't like how they characterized with Batwoman because, you know, okay. I mean, there's some people who don't like the character simply because she's a lesbian. Um, okay. okay. You know, there's some people that don't like how they did the characterizations. There's some people who didn't like the person who played that character in the first place. There's certain, you know, or how the how the show was being written. That The show already had some issues in those regards with people. So um, it, seems like it seems to me that, you know, they got a hold of the the written product, but the interpretation of that written product by the guy who wrote this thing, I think might have been about to everybody who was involved in it. They came up with their own conception of it and thus tried to replicate it within the framework of the filming or the or the series. Um, like I said, there's a few there's a there, there's enough moving parts on why people aren't liking certain things that. It uh-huh. goes beyond that, and now you're you're now you've changed leads, you've changed entire characters for the lead character, and right. quite frankly, the lead character has nothing to do that we're aware of with uh-huh. anything having to do with the continuity of anything going on in the first season, and so there's a part of a, you know the sounds reaction like, is like, okay. Sounds like a sounds like a jump jump you know jump the shark type of thing to me. Well. Honestly, there's some people whose reaction is, hey, maybe you should have canceled it. Okay. Maybe you should have canceled it after season one. And and that's that. And maybe later you could come back in and reboot the character later somewhere else. Right. And put in and, some other know. series where it could have gotten some new life. Well, and that's the other thing that I'm getting kind of frustratingly annoyed with with CW is uh-huh. with the CWDC shows is, you know, there's a lot of complaining about on, on the actor side and the production side. There's a lot of complaining about these crossovers, and I get it. But what I've also noticed is there's really very, very little crossover between any of the actual shows, other than the crossovers anymore. Um, you rarely see any of these characters travel within their their universe if you understand what i mean or their earth so to speak with their well, well not even earth it is one earth at this point. oh that's right they unified it after crisis yeah right but you don't see a lot of these characters you know flipping between some of these shows at all and i'm not asking for all the time but you know it's one of those one would be nice right just something small where it's like okay you know, just a reminder that they're all in the same place. And, 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 and because that's what gives it a little bit of extra juice, in my opinion. And, and right. it seems like that's not that's not really it's not happening. That's not no. happening. happening enough as often as you like. Well, and the other thing is, too, is it's like, OK, and this is the other thing. And this is what boggles my mind sometimes is it's like, OK, there's world-altering events going to happen, and I'm just using this as an example. There's world-altering events that are about to happen in Arrow, okay? And none of the other CW heroes are coming to help? None. You got Not the guy one. Flash and Supergirl who can travel cross-country in seconds. Yeah. Nope. Well, and there were a couple, there have been a couple of Arrow endings where I'm like, really? Or like, for example... There have been a couple times where it's like, okay, like there have been a couple flash endings where I'm like, really? You don't need any other help other than Team Flash. Really? Interesting. I don't think so, but okay. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, I well, understand just, the end of just, the day. Just due to budgeting or scheduling or whatnot. Well, yeah, okay, there's that. Would. Exactly. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It just, it's like it loses its flair for all being in the same universe. And I get it. Some people don't watch every show. I get it. But here's a way to build viewership. Is if you had some more, even just have like a two-parter back. or something. Well, or and not even a two-parter. It's like okay, maybe. And I'm just using it as an example. Okay, maybe maybe Cisco shows up in Gotham for an episode. You know, they do it once in a blue moon, but they don't do it very often. Like that kind of well, stuff. Or maybe a little or, more often would be nice. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's do it regular every episode. fuck. I'm not saying do it every app like. Every episode, no, 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 or you need no, no, to no, maybe every week, uh, maybe every. Couple. I don't even. I don't even think it needs to be every couple of weeks, but just something that makes it seem like, hey, these shows are somewhat connected, and hey, you know what? If I mean, especially because if Flash is your number one show, here's a thought: maybe some Flash actors should show up in other places. Hmm. Just a thought. Just a thought <laughs> might help. That, might boost. That, a, that, might pop a number for a minute, and maybe somebody goes. Hey, I might stick around to watch this, but yeah, yeah, but kinda... you know, it's just kind of left to languish in a way. Well, it's not that it's left to languish; it's just, I, I, uh, I mean, at some point, it becomes a question of your create. You know, if you want to have these superhero shows and you want them, and and I get it. So, see, some of this has to do with things like. Maybe oh, the crisis the sh- wasn't as big as of a payoff as they thought. Maybe that's well. Uh, I think the other thing is is they want to get away from some of this. But even before crisis, there was a lot of these times where it's like, other than the crossover, you didn't really see these characters go. You know, I'll, I'll get together very often in any way, shape, or form. Now, I've seen some villains change directions and be with different, go to different shows, but for the most part. Never afforded yeah. to heroes. Well, I mean, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a villain from that. Okay, this Flash villain just showed up in in an Arrow or something like that. Okay, fine, but you know, part of the fun is to have that connected. Is to have a little bit of that connected universe. The irony is, you've got, and I hate to say it, in some ways, we're our own worst enemies on this because because you've got people who it's like. Well, I don't want to. I don't like these shows. I only really want to watch this show, and I don't want to have to go figure out what was going on in the other show to go have to watch this. And part of it is the people who binge or watch it on Netflix and don't have access to certain things or all that kind of stuff. And it's like, or like for example, I think Arrow is on. I think Arrow's on TNT for for right now. Okay. Ironically enough, but the other C the CW have their own app or their own streaming service. Um, where, so that's the, so that's the, that's the other part right now, which is, which is, and and that's the other part to me that's interesting about all this is, is that they're at a really weird, strange place with crossroads with this because, you know, HBO Max is the answer to some of these questions, but they still, CW still has some deals with Netflix. So some of those shows are starting to move their way over to HBO Max. And some of them are still over Netflix at the moment. Where's the so, Superman Lois show? Where's that going to? 
I would assume that's going to CW. Okay. But I'm going to assume that if you want to watch it when it streams later on, like on uh, on a on a which call it on a platform, it's going to be um, it's going to be HBO Max. Hmm. I would assume, at least that's the way it seems. I just wonder if some of this is we're losing some of this because you know now that HBO Max Max exists, they have to you know look they want to they still want those shows on CW. But, you know, I think that the really, really the shows where they're really going to be able to take it to the next level are all Mm going to be on HBO Max. But, you know, it is it is disappointing to see that, you know, okay, they're not going to, you know, but it's interesting because like the other place I was going to go with this is it looks like um, it looks like what they're doing with this future slate thing with. With the with the heroes is um, in the comics. Um, I guess they're looking at taking that character and possibly doing a Wonder Woman type series with that character for CW, which would mean that you'd have a Bat family character, you'd have a Wonder Woman family character, and, and a Superman, and obviously yeah. and, a, and a Superman all on on CW, which you know are the yeah. big names versus okay's. You know, Green Arrow and the Canaries. And meanwhile, you know, we've you've done got, Arrow. You've got um, the Pattinson Batman in the wings. Wonder Woman three has been greenlit. The Snyder cut of Justice League is coming. So DC's yeah, well, DC's got some time to reorganize before Marvel gets their yeah. shit together. Well, as long as we're talking about DC, so uh, Scott Scott Snyder has been writing this big huge event called metal called i can't i think it's called metal i'll be honest i haven't been reading it um i'm just kind of getting um the basis of it i'm getting i'm getting kind of the synopsis because it's finished the long and the short of it is is that not only do we now have multiverses we have multiverses of the multiverse (laughs) to make omniverses Mm -hmm. to which i'm kind of like i'm sitting here i'm like like, Story expands. It's like there's just a part of me where I'm like, I get why you're doing some of these things. At the same time, I don't know. It's really weird. It's like I feel like the way DC creates these days, in terms of moving their universe forward, is to fuck with their to fuck with their universe and their multiverse. You know, okay, time to fuck with it again. What direction do we want to take this time? Uh, do we want to, is, is it just, do we want to make it? Do we want to make it smaller? Do we want to make it bigger? Do we want to make it even bigger, bigger, bigger? Do you want to make it smaller, smaller, smaller? Okay. But but yeah, is it, but they're not. Do we want to make uh, one Earth? Do we want to make fifty-two Earths? Are they not being sympathetic to their writers when they do these all these changes, or is this just you know just cattywampus that just comes right out of the ass of somebody? Well, it seems cattywampus at this point. Well, I mean, look, I'll admit, I'm not a regular reader right now. I don't want to shit all, all over everything, all over everything. But there's a part of me where it's like, in 85, in 85, when they did Crisis and Infinite Earths, the objective was to make, was to try to make everything simpler by making one streamlined history of DC Comics. And in doing so, Certain things were knocked out of continuity 
versus things that were kept in continuity to which certain people were not happy about. The other thing that people were not happy about in what happened in Crisis was certain characters died, which didn't, you know, including Barry Allen, by the way, which certain people were not happy about because really in reality, for about 30 plus years, Barry Allen wasn't in comics. Barry Allen wasn't even a character that was being used. Um, he was dead. It's only been in the last, God, maybe now 20-something years that we've had Barry Allen back, um, which I could go on another tangent, but I won't. Um, but the long and short of it is, ever since that day, it's like, ever since they did that in 85, they've been trying to find ways to build out the multiverse again. And it just feels like every 10 years, and and they do, and it, it, they admit it, that every 10 years they fuck with this shit. Well, yeah, well, number ones and reboots and big reimaginations that helps sell comics right well and so did crossovers yeah 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 you know but there are ways to invigorate something you know you know put new uh you know put new juice in the in the in the situation but you know isn't that something between the people who you know put out the comics against the people who write and or you know draw the comics I mean, do they keep? Do they put their mind to it, or is this just like, oh, okay, well, every ten years we are required to go ahead and just turn everything around just to freshen things up, just to keep it. Well, you know, keep I mean, the, the so pumping? so so DC has been in a unique situation. In fairness, DC's been around longer than Marvel, and Marvel has is only starting to have this problem now. Uh, but. But DC, one of the things that DC has had has had for a while is, okay, you had all these original characters, and then they had sidekicks. Well, right. at some point, the sidekicks got aged and grew up. Right. Right. And so now it was time for the next generation of sidekicks. Right. And so. You know, there were, you had to do what was your plan with generation one of those sidekicks. You didn't really have one. No. Just like now that there's generation three of said sidekicks to build out those families, what are you right. doing with generation two of said sidekicks? Again, plans right. not very good. Okay. But there's a right. lot of people who like those characters. Like, for example, you know, um, and a lot of the people who were in Titans, mm-hmm. a lot of the kids who were, who, a lot of the kids who originally made up Teen Titans, you know, right. I don't know where, I'll be honest, I don't know where Donna Troy is lately. Um, I know Wally West is totally fucked up now that Barry's, Barry Allen's back. Um, and, and, and that Roy Harper's been kind of a mess well, for a while. Well, it's all you about, know, well, the, I mean, there's. There's that's what the that's what the reimaginings are is that they need to create new stories and new takes on some of these beloved characters and same time although I don't know how many new characters getting introduced now lately in the DC universe I mean there's this new one that's in the Wonder Woman uh, continuity okay. coming uh, but well you still right, want to I mean, see you know Dick Grayson and and gang. 
doing their well i mean the only the only thing that's interesting is is that at some point those heroes should have been their own heroes and 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 been able to do their own things and there's a lot of answers as to why that didn't happen and none of them are good none of them are good and one of my biggest complaints about I mean, the only one who's really been safe in some ways has been Dick Grayson because he's Nightwing and the Nightwing book has existed now for maybe 20, 30 years at least. Okay. And even then, I gotta be honest, as a fan of the character, that book got taken over by the the bad editor's book the bat editors, which means it's just basically them just in their fucking Batman book right. in some ways. Cause he's part of the bat family. He's Dick Grayson. I get it. Once upon a time though, Dick Grayson was in your number one book in the whole fucking company. He was in your number one book. That was the number one book was yeah. teen Titans. Well, that, was that, was a while, that was a while ago. I understand that the was landscape a while ago, was different back then. Well, but here's the difference. What is the number one cartoon on Cartoon Network right now? Teen Titans Go. Which is who? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Okay. I mean, the point I'm getting at is, the point I'm getting at is, that character is still popular. But, mm-hmm. but the same kids who are watching Teen Titans Go are not going to go, you're sure they're not going to go out and buy a Nightwing comic book or a trade? Uh... Well, that's a different conversation. Yeah. That's will a that translate? For, will a new a Nightwing oh, book? That's a different conversation yeah. or a different direction, which is one of the reasons why kids aren't going out and buying a Nightwing book and a Nightwing, uh, and a Nightwing comic is because for the same amount of money that you can spend for a Nightwing comic, I can go buy a DVD for, of Young Justice and watch that instead. And they don't buy DVDs anymore. I think they, I'm the only one who well, buys okay, DVDs fine. now. They can pay to stream it. Fine, stream it. You can stream it for the same amount. You can yeah. st- you can stream it for for yeah. Perfect example. Um, for what you would pay for trade paperback, you could stream HBO Max for a month, okay, and get three seasons worth of Young Justice that has Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Yeah. So why so so why why would you? You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's well. Then that's, that's another. The that's with, the whole digital versus um, paper um, conversation. Well, it's beyond now. digital. It's beyond digital and paper. Yeah. It's just, it's it's, and I get it. You got to pay artists and all these things, and I understand it. But at some point, even I'm just kind of sitting there now, and I'm looking at where the prices are for books, and I'm like, this is this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I got out. Of, one of the reasons I got out of reading was. Yeah, okay. Too expensive. I wanna, there's 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 a lot of content. Yep. You start buying a bunch of this content. Some of it turns out to be worthless. Some of it doesn't isn't you know they 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 hype up certain content that ends up not being what you think it needed to be, and then at the end of the day, it's expensive. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, if you if you're guess what if you're reading. Yeah. Was it if you're reading if you're reading fifty dude if you're reading. 15 titles right now. If you're reading 15 titles, we're talking about what? We're four, talking about four bucks a book. So that's no four, 
It's ah, good. comics are still three ninety nine. Do they go up to four ninety nine? Five. Oh jeez, baby. Five, oh, no. baby. No, 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 no. They're about Plus five ten. bucks now. That's you know. Plus you, you get fifty. You get five dollar. Make it holla. You know, you're talking fifteen Plus bucks. Ten. Fifteen bucks now is like almost seventy five bucks. You should. Yeah, and I'll like. And, and by the way, and by the way, that's assuming that they're all not bigger issues no. or nicer paper and hey guess what some of them get to beat it eight or nine dollars a book or something like that or sometimes you, know? you can get a deal on a trade yeah that's yeah and you gotta watch out for the boot i guess oh well that's what am i hate to say it that's where amazon comes in which is okay and the other thing is i hate to say it i i know where i'm at which is i don't Want I I don't want to have the clutter in my house anymore. Yeah, I don't really I think like, I'm done with buying paper books as well. I mean, I've got well, the if I can get the app on my tablet, then I'll read it there and not. Have oh, to, and there is. Yeah, there is. I mean, DC Universe is still like ten bucks a month, and you can read. I think they're what six months, six to um, six months to a year behind current continuity. Yeah, so really in reality, not pay. Then there you go. And, and Marvel and Marvel is the same way where. Yeah. You know, the only difference with Marvel is, and, and Marvel's uh, they, only starting. Marvel's only starting to have this problem. Marvel's only starting to have this problem um, because you're starting. You're only starting now to start having a second Thor, a second Spider-Man, uh, another Hulk. You know. I think they're You're well. Only... They're focusing now on She-Hulk, too, right? Well, not only that, but like when 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 Hulk became Amadeus Troy, you know, when Jane oh, yeah. Foster was was Thor, yeah. um, now, Miles Morales was out there, and Riri Wilson as Ironheart, no right, right? 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 Well, once upon a time, Riri Wilson, Riri Williams was Iron Man yeah. for a period of time, and by the way. That's where that big backlash came at one point at Marvel was because at one point at the same time you had you had the following things going on. There was Jane Foster as Thor, Amadeus Cho as the Hulk. You had um, I think Captain America was not Steve Rogers at the time. Was it Bucky? I think it may have even been somebody else. And I want to say it was somebody of of color. And I can't okay. remember who all the details, but I don't. I don't okay. want to say for sure. Right, you've got okay. all the main Avengers, the founding members of the Avengers, and none well, of them are Sp- the originals. And, and I think at the time, Spider-Man's been taken over by Doctor Octopus at the time, where he's invaded his mind. Yeah. So I mean, it's like okay, none of the major characters have the main characters in their books, right. all at the same time. And there was huge backlash. Some of it was political. Yeah. About where are the, I hate to say it, where are the white heroes? Yeah, where are the white uh, males? And, 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 right. right. And Riri Williams happened at the exact same time, too, for Iron Man. So, yeah. you know, okay. You know, um, that especially because, you know, MCU is hot. You know, but okay, now I go to the books. Where are all these characters? Right. And all at the same time. You know, so yeah, but um, and the the beat goes on. Do we have any other 
Do you have, do we have another, do you make another points on this, uh, Jeff, or you want to move on? Well, I think the only thing was, um, so because of WandaVision that's coming out on Friday, yep. we've got some people talking, uh, including. I, I, I beg your, your pardon, Jeff, but WandaVision, please explain this to me. I'm You'll sorry. We'll get there in a, a second. Okay. Uh, we'll get there in a second, but I guess Karen Feige's out there talking. And so he said that the Deadpool movie, the third Deadpool movie, will be in continuity and will be R. Yay. That, as that's as, just there. as it should be. That's going to be fascinating. I'm yeah. curious to see how that all works. Yeah. And right. my, my understanding is it's it's interesting because that's not been part of the um, – that wasn't part of any of the conversations of the launch of – what phase four looks like. So I'm curious to see how it fits in. Yeah. They haven't announced, uh, they've got faith phase four client lined out when they had that, what you call it, that big info dump a couple of weeks right. ago. And, 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 and Deadpool was not one of the ones listed. Well, they know they got to get it right. So they'll take the time and make a good enough story. One right. that, uh, Ryan Reynolds can sign on to. Right. But the trick is, I'm curious to see where it fits in into the MCU. By then, we're going to have X-Men and Fantastic Four and more of the Fox characters as well. So I got the impression they were further along on this on this Deadpool thing, though, than that, hmm. believe it or not. I think they're closer to getting ready to put this thing into production than, than we think they are. You know, they're, but, they're starting uh, to be able to, to start filming stuff. I mean, we know the Eternals is in the can, right? They finished filming the Eternals. Right, that's in the can. Still waiting on um, Black Widow. It's been a year. <laughs> right. I mean, the irony is it'll be interesting because there's been talk that WandaVision spoils some things for Black Widow because it was yeah. supposed to Ex- be. Now, WandaVision, obviously, Wanda's, Wanda Maximoff is Scarlet Witch, and Vision is obviously the character in the MCU. But mm-hmm. early in the. Uh, the characters' histories, um, they became a couple. Yes. Right, and so, and so this goes into Ivan's question about what is this. So, yes. So, Scarlet Witch and, 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 and Vision have been kind of romantically linked since the 80s. Yeah. Um, and there's been all kinds of stories about things like... Um, there's been all kinds of different stories where about whether they had kids or not, or they had real family. Some of it has worked out well, some of it not so well. <laughs> no. Uh, one of it turned into like a gigantic whole Marvel crossover event. That's a major event that okay. I'm not positive. We're not headed there now. Um, <laughs> which is, so this that, series was going to based on that because obviously vision died in Infinity War, and right, I, and so this will deal partly uh, will tie into Doctor Strange two in the multiverse, mm-hmm. uh, Madis, multiverse of, of madness. Uh-huh. It looks like it's going to turn tie into Spider Man three. Yeah, but the answer and the answer might also tie into Captain Marvel two because Monica Rambeau will be in it. Okay. But uh, I don't – basically, Ivan, it's the first Disney Plus show that is being aired 
from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. And and so it's kind of is this so it's kind of a bigger deal. I mean, as as Mike mentioned, these are two characters that have been on in the Avengers movies, so okay. they are well enough known characters and well enough known actors that it's a big enough deal. Okay. Um, to answer your question about what it's about. Nobody's uh-huh. exactly sure. <laughs> okay, so everyone Nobody else... Is, well, I mean, to, well, the point is, is Mike's point is well taken, which is Vision's supposed to be dead. Yeah. But as we know, the multiverse can be all things well, to all people. There's so. a few other... I mean, now we start getting into theories. A few other is, theories? Well, so... In the comics, Wanda is power is really powerful. Yeah, powerful enough that she alters reality the entire Marvel universe. Uh huh. And that became an entire crossover event one summer that was really really popular. Ah. Um, and there was a lot of stuff to it. And I can't remember all the details, like literally stuff like that was like where she like basically I feel like she placated just about everybody in the Marvel Universe. Like, I think there was something where it was like Peter Parker, Uncle Ben didn't die. And what would it be like if Spider-Man existed where Uncle Ben existed kind of thing? And, uh. and, and like, and like, and where he, you know, life was good for, for Peter Parker, um, where, you know, it wasn't always Peter Parker getting kicked and kicked in the groin every five seconds. Um, but there were other stories along those lines where there was stuff like that because she uh-huh. had altered reality. And at one point what ends up happening is because in the comics, one Scarlet Vision, Scarlet Witch, which is Wanda, is Magneto's daughter, and she's she has some ties to the X Men. So one point, it kind of turns into, you know, and even though she's been an Avenger for years, right. it is kind of one of those. How do I put this? You know, the the Avengers and the X Men kind of are at odds against each other at one point on this whole right. thing. Okay. And so anytime in, anytime in the Marvel Universe when you can kind of pit the X-Men against the Avengers, that sells books. Right. Um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though, as of now, the X-Men don't exist. And in continuity, the way it is, this Wanda has nothing to do with Magneto that I'm aware of. Unless they're about to do something really, really strange. But I don't know how they're going to make that work. Um, but to answer your question, Ivan, yeah, there's a lot of people that are not sure how this is going to go. Because, you know, everybody's kind of, this is part of the intrigue is, especially with the ads where it looks like it's a 50 sitcom. And everybody's like, what is this about? What is this going on? Okay, now, yeah. 
the uh, the collage that they used in the uh, promotion, uh, mm-hmm. it just gave me different points as uh, they were doing like a retro nostalgia type of thing. It had that kind of aesthetic about it, and then, but it seemed a bit disjointed, so I really it, couldn't it's, zero in as to what it was. And it's supposed to be disjointed. That there's a reason it's supposed to be disjointed is because something doesn't make sense. Right. And and that's part of it. And the only other thing I can say is, because I saw some articles over the weekend, there's okay. some similarities to a series that was written that is in trade paperback. It's uh-huh. not exactly like it, but um, Tom King did a, a, a vision book that had some similarities about vision living in the suburbs like that. And oh, okay. um, so, so it was an underground favorite of sorts, and they just got... oh no, not underground, not not to comic book fans. Tom King, Tom King has since moved on to DC and is like writing Batman and shit like that. Ah, okay. And okay. he's like one of the probably the best comic book writers on the planet right now. So okay, cool. matter of fact, Mike Mike was reading some of Tom King's stuff like last summer, all that Batman stuff that was going on, especially with the with uh, that and the Catwoman thing and all that stuff, that was Tom King. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, well, the, the wedding that was the leading up to right. the wedding of uh, Batman and Selina Kyle. Right. By the way, that book. I think that book is coming out. By the way, the Batman Catwoman thing. That's yeah. I followed that, it for no, a while that, after the after the leading up to the wedding. Yeah, I followed it for. No, a I mean the the continuation of that story. I oh, think okay. is coming yeah. on a. I don't know if it's a one shot, if it's or if what it is, but. But the long and short of it is, and I don't mean to take up time because I know Mike can talk a little about this too. But yeah, the answer is we don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll we'll discuss it at length next week. So yeah, I think I yeah. Look, that's gonna be the question. Is, is that's what kind of direction way, Mike, is this gonna do? Go. Ahead. Yeah. Um, again, they're releasing two episodes. Um, they're yeah, so they're gonna release two episodes. So there's that, and. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know how Friday long. Night. I don't know how many. I don't know how long those episodes are, but my understanding is at one point, I guess the ones that look like um, that look like sitcom stuff might be half hours for a bit, and then it starts to change up a little bit. But um, mm. interesting. Yeah, well, like I said, I wish I could give you more answers, Ivan. Yeah, Unfortunately, no, 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 no. What you gave me, what you gave me was fine. It gave me, you know, I got. Yeah, there is a trailer out there. You could just do a search on YouTube for WandaVision trailer, yeah, and that'll I'm, give you yeah. the vibe for it. Oh, I've well, seen, I've seen the trailer. That's why I was just like asking about it because after I saw the trailer, I was like, huh? yeah, but thanks for straightening that out for me, there, Jeff. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. No, that's fine, yeah. and that trailer is everywhere. Yeah. Um, it was funny. They're playing the hell out of that trailer all over ABC yeah. on, oh, yeah. on the network. On the network. I mean, yep. I think I saw it during football at least like six times this weekend. Yeah, they're, they're hitting that hard. Yeah. Yep. Well, you want to get those Disney Plus subscriptions for everybody well, who that's what after I mean. se- season two of The Mandalorian's over. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and in fairness, this, but this is exactly what we were, what I, one of the reasons why I was like, I'm in no hurry to pick up the Mandalorian. Why? What else am I going to watch? What else do they have that's new? I mean, don't get me wrong. They have a lot of great movie content and all this stuff, but sometimes you're looking for something new. Yeah. The new and shows, there isn't, you know, the does they seem kind of 
um, unremarkable. Well, the other thing is... At least not to the point they, where they're going to pop or it's going to pique my interest where I might want to go and try and watch it. Well, and the other thing is, you know, I, I hate, you know, part of it is, you know, their plan was that they thought they were going to be able to get some stuff going and they started it late and then COVID hit and then they didn't have stuff. And they had to su- suspend uh, the filming. Right. And so, yeah, I'm sure that hurt. Like, you know, maybe, maybe if after... If after Mandal- season one of Mandalorian, they had had WandaVision ready to go or this um, this Falcon and Bucky show that they've got that they're working on that supposedly is like almost pretty much ready to go too, you know, and then you had the Mandalorian season two, maybe things would have been different. You know, maybe people would have been like, OK, I'm going to stick around because there's this, you know. I mean, that's the one thing I give HBO credit for when they, like, on their regular HBO is, like, when, how do I put this? Like, when The Sopranos ends, you know, the next week is, like, True Detective or some shit like that. Yeah, I saw a thing the other day, but The Sopranos premiered 22 years ago. Yeah, I guess there's a prequel coming out. Yeah, they talked about it for years where even like mm-hmm. Gandolfini's son is going to play. Yeah, that a no, young that's Tony. A, that's yeah. the thing. That's a thing and that's happening. Yeah. And I think it's going to be an HBO Max movie. It's not going to be like a or yeah. you know what? I take it back. It's one of the movies that's going to be on HBO Max because of that deal. And by the way, that's the other thing. I guess it's not a done deal on Godzilla versus Kong or Dune to be part of that yet. Yeah. So. Okay. So trying to think of there's anything, trying to think of there was anything else. Uh, just the rumor before. that RDJ might play Thrawn in season three, of the Mandalorian. That's all I had. Um, a lot of people saw like, no, it has to be fast bender has to be like a slim kind of dude or Cumberbatch or somebody who knows, but I think the only other thing that I thought was interesting is, and I was curious to get Ivan's take on this, which is, so I guess Aaron Sorkin, they've announced that uh, Aaron Sorkin is working on a movie uh, with uh, Nicole Kidman and what's his name? Varela. What's his, I can't never, Javier Bardem, where it's going to be, or at least they're in talks, I guess, where Nicole Kidman would play a Lucille Ball and Javier Bardem would have been, would would play Desi Arnaz. What like a like a biographer? It sounds like that's what Sorkin's a biographical to go miniseries. That could be good. I don't know if it's a miniseries or no. It's a film. They're talking Both about movie? film. Okay, all right. So it sounds like uh... those kind of biographical kind of things. I prefer the miniseries format because that way you can. You got more time to tell more stories and fill in more gaps of their lives, you know? Like a two-hour movie doesn't encapsulate a life of a of a person very well. They overlap, okay, so to overlook is, a lot of stuff due to time. So this is with Amazon Studios and Escape Artists. So it makes me wonder if this wouldn't, uh, this wouldn't maybe go straight to uh, – maybe it goes straight to Netflix. I'd watch it. Well, yeah. Ivan, what are your thinks? What are your thinks? What are your, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> what, are, what are my thoughts? What do you think? Well, well soignly. Um, 
<laughs> What's your things? Hmm. Uh, I think I give it a. I think I give it a look. See. Yeah. Um. By the way, that's the other thing I want to. Now that I have Netflix, I want to watch. Um. Which is the what? What is it? The the thing he did on the trial of the Chicago Seven. Is that That's isn't that a Netflix thing? Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. <laughs> why can't Aaron Sorkin do? Why can't Aaron Sorkin yeah. do TV? Does he not love us anymore? Who? <laughs> Aaron Sorkin. Why does? Why doesn't Aaron Sorkin do TV anymore? Does he not love us? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just taking a breather. He'll be back. No, he won't. Because the because the Social Network made a lot of did really really well, and now he can do movies. Oh, it's like that, huh? Uh, kinda. Well, he's been doing, in fairness, he has been spending a lot of time. He did Broadway. He did, um... Good, successful Broadway. uh, Recently, yeah, it was, um... What's his name? Was it William Hurt? William Hurt, he... William Hurt was the star. He played Atticus Finch in a revival of To Kill a Mockingbird, and it was done by... And it was done by Aaron Sorkin, and I heard it was amazing. Well, <laughs> William Hurt, yeah, they got the right guy for oh, it. Oh wait, what, maybe it wasn't William Hurt. Was it? Was it Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels, sorry. Oh, was Jeff, Jeff oh, Daniels? Oh, Jeff Daniels. Okay, even more so. Yeah. Yeah. They should have okay. had Owen Wilson yeah, to play Atticus Finch. Man, Jeff Daniels, man. <laughs> oh, bad Owen Wilson. <laughs> No, but yeah, Ooh, Radley. Just, wow, pretty terrific, man. Yeah, good, on, good on Jeff. I'm trying to. Well, you know, we're speeding along in this show today. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> I just wanted. Oh, wait, I wanted to go back to the bad pun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speedy. Mm-hmm. See. All right, Mike, where where they find us? We're not on Parlor. <laughs> uh, oh. we're, we're not going there. Maybe the next show because we're out of material. Yeah. But yeah. We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube. Click the bell, subscribe, and you know when to get new content. Of course, all these crazy stories we mentioned, some of them crazy, some of them not so crazy, are on our Scrolls Round Table Facebook page. You can check us out there on the Facebooks. Then that's where we have our other show, News of the Squared. And of course, you can download this show on our usual podcast hosting platforms Apple, Google, Apple. Spotify, Anchor. You can find Ivan on Twitch at Java and Ivan. Jeff is on YouTube and Facebook at Steinamite Productions. Email us at sotrtpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us once again on the Squares of the Roundtable podcast. We thank you so very much, and we will see you definitely sooner than later.